There are many definitions of success. Financial is really one of the primary arts they expect people use. The road to success is always under construction, so it depends what you're constructing. Did you ever see anybody that on their tombstone said he drove a Rolls, had a Maserati, and he spent his summers on the Riviera and, and the winters in Switzerland and enjoyed a good martini? Although I did see somebody who, as they were being put into the ground, they asked that they be buried in their Rolls Royce. And the guy looks at him and goes, man, that's living. So what success is for we as Jews? Whether you're already observant or not observant or you're out in left field, success is, is when you have accomplished something in your life that you're going to take with you to the next world. Success is when you achieve something that you know that you achieved the purpose that Hashem put you here for. And welcome to Torah Talks Chazak's Tuesday night program with special guests. We have with us all the way from Lakewood, New Jersey, Rabbi Peretz Baruch Eichler, Baruch Haba. Welcome. Shalom Aleichem. How are you? Shalom. Shalom. And it's great to be here. Very, uh, very big fan of Chazak and, and the work that you're doing and the, the Torah that you attempt to bring to people's minds and hearts. It's a, a wonderful thing that you're doing. We're very grateful to have this opportunity to uh, to have a Torah talk with you. Baruch Hashem. We love ta- talking Torah, and, we're, and uh, we know uh, the rabbi for many, many years and all the great work that you've been doing. And we're going to be discussing achieving success and fulfillment. But before we do that topic, we've got a little bit of background about yourself and the great work you're involved with. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, my background is generally green screen, kind of like this. But, uh, very bekisser, very short. I grew up not far from here in the Hollisswood neighborhood. Of Queens, and there was a quite a uh, magical mystery tour between then and now getting to Lakewood. But um, in my book that's coming out called Rich Returns, people will be able to read all abandoned. But basically, I came from a very reformed secular background. I went to St. John's University over here for two years. They told me that uh, when I was accepted, the dean told me, he says, um, No one will have to know that you're the one of three Jewish students on campus. I, I wasn't reser- observant or firm at the time. We had an affiliation with the Reformed Temple. That was about it. And he said, nobody will have to know. I was like, okay, that's cool, you know, under, undercover. The first day I walked in, a nun looks at me and she says, oh, you must be the new Jewish student. I knew the cover was blown. <laughs> and I figured from that point on that there was no sense in disguising it. But then from that point on, um, I, as I progressed in my career, I went to graduate school in radio, television, film, and psychology, figuring that if you're going to go into show business, you'd probably have a... A head start if you had some psychological insight for people that had come to you that are probably, you know, if you're going into show business, you're probably a little off the wall. So psychology would help. And it did, actually. Um, then I was working in New York as a television producer with a, a major production company. We were doing a lot of national commercials. I was the line producer, and they brought me up the ropes to producer-director. And then to make a long story endless, <laughs> bas- basically... Um, I trained in martial arts for about a year so I could go into the Israeli army. Wow. I was brought up in a secular Jewish background, went to a Jewish camp called Boybrick, uh, where everything was in Yiddish. It was all Yiddish, but no Yiddish kite. Wow. Um, but um, it was enough to prompt me to want to go to Eretz Israel. I got there. It was during the Yom Kippur War. 50 years. And unfortunately, like the situation is now, they were in dire straits. They needed volunteers, and I volunteered. What I didn't know was that the truck that we were coming back on from one of the kibbutzim that we were helping out on was not what I thought it was. It looked like it was coming from the kibbutz and taking vegetables because I saw 
um, dirt on the on the truck, and I saw that it was uh, saturated with what looked like raspberries or cherries and berries, which we'd be picking. And somebody looks at me and he says, Zedam. It's blood. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, this is soldiers that were just on the last day of the war that we're bringing back to the, to the kibbutz of Shemirachim. So I came back to the States, and I was asked to go on a speaking tour for, for UJ and some other organizations about my experience. And what I discovered was that there was such a gap between what I saw going on here and what was going on there. And I said, if these people died as Jews, maybe I should start thinking about what it means to live like one. But wow. that, you know, that's a thought that, that comes and goes. At any rate, I went back to Eretz Israel. Um, before I, I knew it, I was hearing about openings in Broadway, in Broadway-style productions that were being brought to Eretz Israel. There was a Neil Simon comedy that they were doing. Somebody said, we need a good producer. It's an English-language theater. Could you come and produce, help produce? So I went, and they said, I have a better idea for you. The director said, instead of being producer, what about if we cast you in one of the roles. So the play was called Come Blow Your Horn. And little did I know that it was going to be a, uh, a show for Minashimayim. And that started the magical mystery tour because um, one day, about four weeks later, I was about to have an agent. I was getting ready to go into the army. I said, let me stop off and visit somebody who um, taught me how to get to the, showed me how to get to the theater. How did he show me how to get to the theater? I'm in Tel Aviv. We're about to go on for opening night. We'd rehearse somewhere else. I see a Hasidish guy standing there, and he looks at me, and he says, uh, can I help you? I said, you are. Tell me to bring Anglid. He says, I come from Chicago. What do you need? Mm-hmm. I said, I need to get to the theater. He says, it's right around the block from Lahavdul, my yeshiva. I said, okay, let's go. Takes me there, and he says, I wish you all the best, but come back and visit us, and come for a Shabbat. So I said, uh, I don't really do Shabbat. Um, I said, you know, I, I, I like the filter fish. I like challah and stuff like that, but, you know, I Let's 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 take it easy. So now we had your convenience. A month later, I'm in Tel Aviv. I pass by the shul, and it was Shalashuda's time. So you know what? Let me go in and let the guy see that. I, pop in, pop in. Uh, somebody who's not firm can keep his word. Kids, right? Went in, introduced me to the person that he was learning with. He was uh, Alta Yid, and he says America is a right mental hospital. I said, What do you mean it's a mental hospital? He says, I said, never been there. He says, don't worry, I've seen plenty of the patients. <laughs> the boys come with their mother's jewelry. And they, they, he said, listen, let's go up to Sfas. I'll show you around. I said, well, oh, this is wild. This is going to make a great story for the New York Times. So we went up to Sfas. It was the middle of the winter. We're in the bottom of the cemetery there where, I'd never, where I'd never been before. He says, this is a holy place. He said, Sadiq. He says, look up there. I said, what's up there? He says, it's a mikvah. He said, it's great. He says, Person doesn't die without doing tshuva. I said, what? I said, person doesn't die without doing tshuva. You know, he does repentance. I'm thinking, we're in a cemetery. He tells me we're going up there. And you don't die. I said, wait a second. I took karate for, for a year. And, and he goes up. I'm wearing this beautiful sheep's in coat from, coat from Abercrombie and Fitch. And he dives in. And I go in after him. And I come out. I felt great. He says, what do you think? I said, this is great. Let's get out of here. But Kitzer, I decided, in order to get off the hook, he said, listen, if you're not going to stay, dude, I, I want to ask you something. You put on tefillin, said, my reform rabbi told us that we didn't have to do it. It was a vestige in the past. He said, you know what? I think you, you'll do a good thing. You're in Israel. Already. Put on a pair of tefillin. I'll buy you a good pair. I don't, I'm not in the business. I'll get you a good pair. I go back to the Moshe that I was on. 
My friend looks at me like crazy. He said, what are you, captured by, by wild Indians? I said, I'm not captured by anybody. He says, you're going to get brainwashed. I said, no, you and I were brainwashed. The Manchurian candidate in America, you know, don't, you don't have to be religious. You can just, you know, eat chicken, chicken soup and gefilte fish. You want the matzo balls, all matzo balls. But, you know, what are you going to do? He says, all right, listen. Anyway, I have a letter for you from your brother, Skip. I look at it. It's the middle of November. And he says, here's a belated birthday present for you. My birthday is in Menachem in August. It was the exact amount of money that the film cost. Wow. He couldn't have known that. I ran back to Benay Brock. I said, listen, I, I have something for you. He said, what is this? He said, it's a check. Here's the film. I'm taking the film. I appreciate it. Thank you. I can't wait to see you again. Bye. <laughs> he said, all right. Let's please stay in touch. That led me through. I don't want to. This is not the place for that because we're really talking about Shaska Bura and how to yeah. achieve success in my background. But the kids are from there. I went to Orsameach. Orsameach, I stayed for two years and I realized that there is a, an authentic, beautiful life called Yiddishkeit, wow. Torah, Torah Judaism. <laughs> Amazing uh, background. And, and from there, along, along the way, I, I got to Lakewood. That's another story. You can look at the video about, um, it's called Rich Returns in the book that's coming out, which talks all about it. But I'm here today to talk about Shas Kabur and how to find success. Yes, yes. So, so uh, very, very, very interesting, Rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> so how you're do, still awake? You're still awake. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> how, how, how how do you define success? Let's jump uh, to that. Well, you know there are many definitions of success. Financial um, is really one of the primary yardsticks that people use. Whereas Rabbi Yitzhak Dweck says, I mean, the road to success is always under construction. So it depends what you're constructing. You're building a life that's going to build your bank account. You have the car. Yeah, I mean, you never did. You ever see anybody? that on their tombstone said he drove a Rolls, had a Maserati, and he spent, um, you know, he, he spent his uh, his summers on the Riviera and, and the winters in, uh, in in Switzerland and enjoyed a good martini. I haven't seen that yet. I, no. I probably, probably you won't. You won't. Although I did see somebody who, as they were being put into the ground, they asked that they be buried in their Rolls Royce with the top down, and the guy looks at him and he goes, man, that's living. But the truth is, <laughs> the truth is, that's not living. It's not even dying. I knew somebody once threw a beach pass into somebody's coffin as it was going in. I'll always remember Malibu. This guy's not going to remember Malibu. He's going to, you know, he's, he's not going to think about what you do with your life. So what's success? So for us as, as Jews, for we as Jews, whether you're already observant or not observant or you're out in left field, success is, is when you have accomplished something in your life that you're going to take with you to the next world. Success is when you've achieved something that you know that you've achieved the purpose that Hashem put you here for. And there are earmarkers along that way. The greatest success in terms of what we consider to be success is achieving a, a, a Torah life. And the way to do that is through learning. And the way to learn is to immerse yourself in a sheer or a program that Kazakh is doing, one of the, the teenage programs that you're doing in schools or adults that are learning. There's so much going on today. It's like yeah, wherever which way you turn, it's like the Hagel of Abdullah that's seen in um, Close Encounters of the Third the third, third Kind. Remember, you, you, Brookisham, you I hopefully you didn't see it, but in, in the days where I was looking at things where you could actually face the screen and understand what was going on and, you know, not be embarrassed by being in there, which I'm sure those days are gone. But Pekitzer, I remember the scene where he's trying to figure out what is the message that he's being sent. And wherever he looks, he sees these things that are looking like these um, these um, pillars in the, um, 
in in the, in the West. I don't remember what, what you call them. For I'm just having a senior moment here. But those things that rise up, you know, from 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 the canyons, and they're all for, they're forming from the mashed potatoes, from the shaving cream. Wherever he looks, he understands that these things are rising up. And now, he, and, he, and you're saying, but look at it. Figure out what it is. The television screen is showing this place out in the, in the West where all all these great canyons are, and where these things are coming up out of the out of, out of the ground. And you say, look at it, look at it, look at it, until finally it hits him because you can't miss it. Today, wherever you are, the Havdalah Havdalahs is a Torah shir. But oh, let's God. say somebody now goes to the next level and they, and they learn. They're learning the Daf Yomi. They made it, they're in a yeshiva. Do they remember what they're learning? Does the guy who learned Daf Yomi, does he, can he say, I feel satisfied, I understood what I learned, I remember what I learned, or does he feel frustrated? Does the yeshiva bakr feel, I, I, another day learning Gamora, I, I can't get it, I'm not getting it. Is the person that went through Dafyomi, does he remember what he learned seven years ago? Is there satisfaction? Do you feel a sense of accomplishment? Do you forget what you learned? You know, remember that story about the guy that was a famous golfer? And he couldn't find, he was, he was penalized so many times for having a ball go off into the rough. And he didn't want that. This was a major million dollar tournament. He hires a 95-year-old guy. And the guy would spot UFOs just with his, his 2020 vision. He says, okay, if the ball goes off, please let me know because it means each shot could cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars. He goes, don't worry, I got 2020 vision. He knocks the ball out, goes into the woods, and he says, okay, do you see it? Absolutely, 2020 perfect vision. He goes, did you see it? He says, sure, I saw it. Okay, where is it? He goes, I don't know. He says, what do you mean you don't know? He, didn't you tell me sorry? He says, I saw it, but I forgot. <laughs> A person could see something. They could even know it, but if they don't remember it, what, what's the point? There's somebody on the webinar that you can see on Torah anytime. Go to Shaskabur. There's a, a code on it. Actually, in Ami and Mishpaka and in the Queen's Jewish Link, people can go to the ad. It's in there. Um, it was in there last week, and you can still go to it, or you go to Torah anytime, or you can call uh, the Shaskabur office at 732-447-4201. They'll tell you how to do it. But go to this webinar and that will tell you how to become a Tamakhachim <laughs> and how to achieve success. So to make a, a long answer to a very short question, success is feeling accomplished in what you're doing, particularly through your learning and living a Torah life. Amazing. Well, what, what would you say? What, what is holding people back from achieving success and fulfillment? When a person says, I can't, when they really mean, when they're really saying, um, I, I don't want to. I just don't have any time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Rabbi, you don't understand what time, what time I have. I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I got to make breakfast. I have to make it to, you know, to on, on the train into the city. I don't, I don't have time. I don't have time. I hear it all the time. You're, you're, you're all the time. And I guess that's why we say, you know, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today's, uh, today's a gift. That's why they call it the present. Oh, powerful. So to utilize time. That's what something like what Shaskabur does. And the webinar, which I would urge people to go to just by going to Torah anytime or looking in last week's Ami or Mishpaka or calling the number of Shaskabur at uh, 732-447-4201, um, you'll be able to find how to get onto the webinar. And there you'll meet people who will tell you how they didn't have any time. Like a guy gets up at 5 o'clock in the morning, learns for an hour. He's a businessman, very successful. He's a salesman, works 9 to 5. He learns for an hour in the morning, takes an hour for lunch, and then two hours in the evening. Four hours a day, he goes to, he goes to wow. Shas regularly. I can tell you, yeshiva buffers who never were getting satisfaction. They just were not getting any sipuka nefesh. 
Uh, it's frustrating. I can. And remember, if you're not connecting Daf Bays and Brokers to the, um, let's say, the 17th Daf in Baba Metziah, you can't understand what's going on. You just want to be able to see it and cover ground before ground covers us. And then, and then, when you feel that you have that grasp of the Gemara, like there's a bucker in one of the yeshivas in Lakewood, and uh, Rabbi Bruni is a Rosh Hashiva. And it's not part of the yeshiva curriculum. They have the curriculum. They, they learn in depth in the morning, and then they'll try and cover ground in the afternoon. But they still weren't getting it, and they were feeling frustrated. So somebody recommended the Chaska Brewer to them, the program. And they started, they gave them the booklets, one like this, where you, you track your learning. Or you can get an app if you're holding by, by an app. There's a way to go to the app to do that. You watch the Shaskabura webinar, you'll see how to go to the app. But this fellow, this 20-year-old boy, I don't want to call him a boy, uh, he, he went through Baba Kama 10 times. He made us see him. Wow. And his friends were say, I could do that. If, if he could he do did it, it, I could I do, could it. do it. it. You know, right. And now there's a large percentage of that yeshiva that is doing it. It's turning over a revolution. But it works for the person that's learning Daf Yomi. Who said, yeah, I love it. I go to my Daf Yomi shir. I'm on the app. I got I had the greatest Magid shir. No, that's great. But do you remember what you learned two years ago? You learn, remember what you learned this morning? Shaskabura has a way of a bona fide, tried and true methodology that's easy. Anybody can follow. Now, I'm not telling you it doesn't take time. But you don't have to put in five hours a day. You can put in two hours a day. Anybody can find two hours a day, half hour in the morning, half hour later. You want to do one hour a day? Do one hour a day. But do something. And by watching the webinar or calling Shaskabur, and I just want to give that number again, which is 732-447-4201. Did I say that right? 732-447-4201. It's something that Rabbi Sender Dolkin created. He himself... Um, came to America from Eretz Israel, didn't know what type of business he was going to go into. All he knew was that he wanted to learn. He said he had an average head, you know, was a youngster who grew up in, in L.A., and his father was an enormous Hanukkah, but he wasn't connecting the dots, or as I would say, connecting the, the das, the knowledge. <laughs> and he he said that this, a business kind of just, Mamish Benishamayim fell into his lap, and he said, but he started learning before that. He said he didn't start learning because he was successful in business and now he had the time to do it. He made it the other way around. He reversed the gestalt on it, which means he made up his mind. He wanted to make the commitment to learning. Because as you and I know, just like you and Kazakh, how did Kazakh happen? You made a commitment to do it. Where am I going to get the money? How am I going to do it? Make the commitment. And then it happens. So watch the webinar. Go to Torah, um, Torah anytime or call the Shaskabur office. And they'll tell you how to access it, 732-447-4201. And if you go to Torah anytime or call them, they'll tell you how to how to get on it. But watch the webinar. It's only 23 minutes. Um, Rabbi Yitzhak Sarotskin, who's the, um, one of the Rosh Yeshivas or, or heads, certainly heads of um, the, um, the Mesifta in Lakewood, and a world-renowned Hamachachim. And he does not have this as part of his curriculum, but he spoke very, very... Um, Starch. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Very, very, very stark, very strongly, very strongly about the need to do Hazorah, whether you're a, uh, a person that's learning Dafyomi, whether you're a yeshiva person, or whether you're a buck, or whatever it is. He says Hazorah will give you that grounding and the retention and the happiness that comes from the retention. You're going to feel good. You'll feel great about yourself. 
100%. Imagine these Bachman were saying, you know how good I feel when my parents tell me, why are you going to learn this main manam, but you didn't do your, 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 you didn't fill out your booklet yet of how many pages you went through? I mean, another great way to do it is there are five mesectas. There's Beya, um, Megillah, Tainus, Chagiga, uh, Moed Kutten, and, and Chagiga. They're generally found in one mesecta, even though they are five separate mesectas. Through the Shaskabur program, this is a great way to, to get you to wade into the water. You go through these mesectas three to five times during the entire year. Imagine you have made three to five times a seam on each of those mesectas during wow. the year. And That's all you got to do is just keep track of, of the booklet and you decide how much time you want you want to do to it. Very, very, very exciting. And 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 I, for one, that does that feel me and has a lot of learning schedules. I am very excited to... Uh, to, to join this and, and to be part of this. Ethan Colbury, who I was thinking about, you reminded yeah. me because he told me as a Magid Shear, he, you know, went through every daf and he's learned it up before, during and after. He said, but sometime later, he said, he, you know, he didn't, he could, he wasn't sure if he could remember, you know, even giving the daf because that's how, he said, so he started doing the review program because he wanted to remember, obviously, the daf that he gave and learned and he started doing the Shaskabur program and if you look at the webinar, you'll see his interview, it's phenomenal. Um, and the people that are on the webinar and it moves like, like lightning. There are analogies that are given like this. This is a Gomorrah. Gomorrah that says like this. It says, if you plant and you don't, you don't reap, that's like somebody who learns without doing, um, imagine yourself that you have a, like a schmack, a cup of coffee. Just it's black coffee. But now you pour cream into it and sugar. Now you made a schmack. Right. Or somebody who has, you were given the key to a treasure chest. It's only about, you know, Two miles beneath the uh, the surface, but you got a deep dive for it, and you're snorkeling. Ah, oh, I get it. I get it. no. It's right there for you. Or you're a jet fighter bomber waiting to take off, and uh, you're just you know on the runway. A person wants to recognize that. If a business consultant came to you and said, "Listen, I have a great way for you to improve your organization. Instead of making X amount of dollars, you can make a thousand dollars an hour, and here's the way to do it. Would you be interested in finding out how to do it? Okay." So that's what, when you learn how to review and remember and retain and do it, you're pumped because you can't wait to get there. You can't wait to start your day and you don't want to go to sleep. As they say in English, it's geschmack. Yeah, it is geschmack. It's a, it's a good God, it feels great. Ah, amazing. And your family will respect you more for it. They'll say, look at my, look what my husband's doing. Look what my son is doing. Look what my father's doing. These kids that are in the, these bakram that are in the yeshiva, they tell me that their parents said that they are so proud of them. That it's it's the nachas, the Yiddish nachas of their lives, and do it for yourself. You know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, this doesn't have to be the pursuit. This is the obtaining oh. of simcha, simcha sachayim. Oh, enjoyment. So, how does one uh, get others to uh, to achieve success? You know, I understand how one could take it upon themselves. Is there a suggestion for getting, let's say, uh, a mother is listening to this and she wants her son or her husband? Or, you know, uh, a Rebbe has students or things along those lines. What do you suggest? How do they uh, get others to join the van wagon of Shas Chabur? Watch the, watch, watch the seminar. Watch the, watch web. the webinar. It's only 23 minutes. You can pick out whatever you like. It's beautifully done. I know the person that produced it. I heard of him. To go back to what you asked me, how I got involved with Shas Chabur, I mean, Rabbi Dolgan knew that I was involved in media. And he said, could you just help us out with some, you know, just to... He's trying to get the word out Let there because he feels so frustrated. He says, you have golden diamonds in your hands and, and people look are frustrated. They're not happy. He said, can we it's just get a gold it? gold mine. Oh. And I said, 
whatever I could do to help. And then I, I had a friend, Shmuel, should live and be well. Shmuel Abramowitz, who ran the TBMC, the Torah Biyad Mishnayis Club, which is still very active in, in parts of the country, and kids who learn Mishnayis. And I saw that he was going through Shas. <laughs> now, his story was interesting also, and this is, I don't mean to, to take a different spin on it, how to get other people involved, how a mother should be involved. It's how we recognize the value of time, which is what you said. Shmuley was playing basketball, he, like in his 50s. But, you know, he 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 thinks young, he is young, and he, he was playing basketball with 20-year-olds. They pass him the ball down court in the gym in Lakewood. Next thing he knows, it's lights out. He has the ball, and he's out cold, and he wakes up in a hospital two days later. Wow. He had a massive slammer, a massive attack. His arteries attacked him, Lolena, and he lost his pulse. They couldn't, Osala came, they couldn't find his pulse. When he woke up two days later, they told him clinically he was dead wow. for a number of minutes. When he recovered, he said, what's my life all about? He said, I have a business. He says, I'm learning. He said, if Hashem gave me a second chance, he said, I'm going to be learning the good, better part of the day and do business, give it over to, to the family. Now, I'm telling you, you have to give up your business. But people, when they realize that life is a limited time offer, that's what you want to do. You know, we've had some tragedies recently. I mean, not to even to men, I'll talk about this, what's going on in Eretz Israel. They're on the front lines. we got to be on the front lines. And the way to do that is with Torah. You meet any soldier, you meet in Eretz Israel, tell you, keep diving and keep yeah. learning. And they even told, we saw somebody learn, learning a Gemara in the middle of in Gaza. They had five minutes to themselves. So instead of just eating, you know, knocking down another falafel, which they should do, be gesund and have as much of it as they want, they got a Gemara that's open. Time. It's a limited time. Life is a limited time offer. That's why a, a colleague gives her husband a watch to know how precious time is. We just saw a young couple that were taken. I mean, a tragic story. Just Did they know that that next moment they weren't going to be here? The person doesn't know. So make every second count. But not only because, oh, I, you know, I, I have to do it because, you know, time is running out. Yeah, time's running through and the sand's running through the, through the hourglass. But why not have that geschmack? You'll eat a steak. Great. I, I enjoy a good steak. Even two. But what do you have after it? You buy, you got that new car. You thought for six months, should I get the Lexus or should I get the Acura? Should I get this? Should I get the SUV or should I get the Infinity? Okay. Take at least as much time as you're thinking about that and put it into five minutes a day learning. Take that and then multiply it and you'll see you'll have more time. When we talked about not having time, Torah creates more time. Rabbi Shur once said in, in uh, and in a safer, he said, Torah creates another track in time for you. You know, this past week's parasha, parashat bo, the first mitzvah of the Torah is a chodesh hazelachem, rosh chodeshim. The first mitzvah is uh, rosh chodesh. And the question is, why? Why is that the first one? It's because similar to what the rabbi was saying, it's to give us the value of time. And time. It's a shkaker practice, I want to tell you that. Now, you and I, I didn't know you were going to say that, and I... I had in mind to say it, but I forgot about it. <laughs> so you and I, you you could, this is not like a mentalist trick, right? You, I didn't know you were going to say that. And you didn't know that. I looked at a Sforno last night. Right? Svi Eisen told me, look up the Sforno. He says, when we were slaves in Mitzrayim, in the worst slavery is the Shibut of the mind. Time didn't belong to us. It belonged to the Misrim. What are you doing over there? Your time is mine. It's like what's going on with the hostages now in, in Eretz Israel. We're all hostages to some degree. 
slaves to our work, slaves to this, slaves to that. Slaves. We don't think we're slaves. Who, who can un- uh, uh, detach themselves from their cell phone? It's like a vestigial organ. It's like an appendage. Not even a vestigial organ that wasn't there. It's, we're slaves. The Sforno says, just like what you're saying, it says our time belonged to them. But the reason that it starts with Rosh Chodesh, because now your time is yours, man. Oh, now, now, Bobli, the time is yours. Now you can do what you want with it. And you want to know how to be free? Be a servant to Hashem. That's a person that's free. And now that you have that time, what are you going to do with it? Rabbi Fran used to say, if a person would come back for 30 minutes from the next row, what would you do? Would you stop off in the Porsche dealer and say, um, you got one that I could take with me? Uh, would you go be looking at that new mansion? Would you be looking at, should I spend Pesach in Vietnam? Or would you run to the base midrash and open a Gemara? But we can do it right now! Uh. Mommies, tell your kids! Kids, tell your fathers. Tell your children. We learned in the, in the Porsche a few weeks ago. Blazer after, pointed out to us. What are we going to say? We get up to Avinu Bishamayim. What do you do with your time, Tatla? What do you do with your time? The concept of killing time is anathema. It's death. We don't look to kill time. We look to to thrive on time. Make every second count. Make every moment count. And there are people who do. And this part, Senator Dolgan does from nine o'clock in the morning till uh, ten, eleven o'clock at night. He's in the basement. He has uh, apple. And almonds, I'm telling you, you should live on an apple and Amazon, but he, and a cup of coffee, and he's got three Gomorrahs open, and he uses the art scroll, of course, that is Rebbe. And Brukashem, that art scroll, along with the, the Vilna Shas and, and Masifta, whatever else he's looking at, he goes through that, and he knows what's going on in the Gomorrah. You're going to ask him anywhere in Shas. Wow. He doesn't really, uh, I, I know people will tell you, they don't remember their kids' phone numbers, but ask him where this, this Gomorrah is in Shas. That's the Talmud Chacham. So I was going to I was going to ask you about that. I'm so about glad you asked me. Yeah. So um, so everyone's striving to become a Talmud Chacham. You know, this program Shascha was going to be able to have someone help guide them to get to that vision, that goal. But what's the definition of a Talmud Chacham, a Torah scholar? So I brought the beautiful Shas with me. You know, I took it off the shelf. The Shas that 35 years ago my wife bought for me. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I am using it. <laughs> This is going on. Tamachachum doesn't have to say Kriyashma at night, according to one day. We we, we know, obviously, Tamachachum that do, but this is the definition of a Tamachachum. It's somebody who's accustomed in his learning, to return to its text. Tamid, all the time. And that's sufficient for the people of Tamid. Reviewing. And as a parting shot, I would just say, if you want them to ask me, what would I leave somebody with? That review is what gives you life, what gives you satisfaction. And the more you review, the more you know, the more you understand, the more you connect the dots and the das. But I can't help but think, can't think about what it would be in terms of an analogy that those who are still held captive, B'nai Yisrael, Achenu B'nai Yisrael, that if we were to return to the Gomorrah the way that it was meant to be, to review and to review and to review, to return, that'll be a skos for them to return to Am Yisrael. Amen. Amen. I don't mean to be melodramatic about it, but 
every word of Torah that we learn, that that's helping the matzav. This is a great opportunity to do with Ushaskabur. Matasyal is a tzal. Said over, and I heard somebody say it over, and I, I told it over recently. I, I actually heard him say it over from Matzal Solomon's Exalabrocha. When he was younger, I don't know if he was a Bakr or a Kola, but he was in Eretz Israel. It was during one of the wars, one of the Muhammad's. And a very rough, gruff looking soldier sits down next to him. He knew he was looking to pick a fight. Right. You know, like, you know, you datim, you frumbies. Matzal was ready for it. And the person says to him, Matzal. Translate, Rabbi, just in case someone... I have no idea what I said. He <laughs> said, <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there, you're learning Torah and you're yeshivas, and we're at the front lines, we're duking it out. We're soldiers. Yeah. We're soldiers. And he says, Bogdimatem. You're traitors. Masayal <laughs> said, excuse me, Slecha, Adun. says, you want to say I'm a tiffish? You want to say I'm a fool? You can say that. Because maybe you don't understand it or you think it's foolish. But a bugger, a traitor, no. Let me ask you something. Would it make a difference to you if you were going to the front line in your tank and your rocket launchers and I was running alongside your tank with my sneakers with a bow and arrow? going up there to fight because I want them to be part of it. Would that matter? He says, no. Would you call me a traitor? No, you might call me a tippish. You're going there with a bow and arrow. You know, what do you think? You're dumping a milk with a slingshot? What do you? But I'm going to fight. Our fighting, we believe Vamunashlema, is when we're getting up an hour ahead of time, four or five in the morning, to learn Torah and your schools and davening for you and not learning should be a schools. That should be the spears and the, and the, and the grenades and the bullets that are being run. And then our davening an hour after. And we're, and we're giving up our sleep and we're putting our... We're not just slacking off. We're fighting every, every ounce of strength, every plot of Gamora that we learned. Would you call me a traitor? Maybe you'd call me a fool. But you wouldn't call me a traitor. And this tough, rough soldier kind of like broke down. Said, that's a dick. You're right. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Be a chayel. Let's join our forces and let's start and start today. Start today. Make today the day that you start going through Shas and understanding it and knowing it. Call Shas Kabura. Look at the webinar on Torah Anytime, which we are very grateful to Kozak for helping to implement. Call 732-447-4201. That's 732-447-4201. By the way, we had put out an ad that the first 20 people to call and register for any part of the program to come on board to do any Chazor through Shas Kabura they would win an Arsenal Gamora. I don't know if 20 people have called already, but I'm going to go out on the line and say, if 20 people call from this pod- podcast, Shas Gabor, and they um, they join the program, any part of it, to do Chazora, um, we'll underwrite a, a free Arsenal Gamora through a gift certificate. They'll give the information over. Wow. The first 20 people That's call. amazing. Now, That's I didn't tell that to Rabbi Dolgan yet, but I, I would, I'll take the responsibility <laughs> for that, Blinetta. Where they can win a free Arsenal Gamora by just calling Shaska Bora 732 447 and saying, please send me the information. I would like to join the program. And which Masekli you'd like, like to learn? Amazing, phenomenal, great. Rabbi Peretz, Baruch Eichler, Yeshakach, Hazakaruch, thank you so much for all that you did for Klaus, for the Jewish people. Your inspiration is amazing. 
things that come out of the heart enter the heart and it enter mine I'm sure I'll enter all of our listeners and viewers on Chazak Torah Talks Amen Amen I'd like you to give us a bracha continue doing the amazing work that you're doing Amen. and Amen. we should be zochet through all the learning of the Torah and the reviewing of the Torah the Chazara we should be zochet to see the Geulah Shlema the complete redemption Amen 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 want to thank Rabbi Eichler for joining us all the way from Lakewood the beautiful words of inspiration for letting the world know about Shaz Chabura I myself am inspired. I'm looking forward to being part of it. And uh, we want to thank uh, all of our amazing viewers and listeners. We get so much amazing feedback and it means a lot to us. And we really appreciate it. Info at chazak.org. Info at chazak.org. Chazak Torah Talks. Tuesday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Chazak.org slash live. Plus on many other uh, uh, platforms. Uh, including uh, Torah Anytime, special thanks to them. And a uh, very special shout-out to our friends at Daily Giving a Dollar a Day goes very far away. We appreciate their support. Uh, support is always in need. Dedication is always available. Uh, Chazak's doing a lot of holy work, especially with the public school students giving them Jewish education. Uh, it's after-school programs, Sunday school programs, teens division programs, the Shiva Placement Division, and the Youth Center. Good things are happening, Baruch Hashem. We want to do a lot more. And we could do a lot more. So if you get everyone to get involved, everybody could do something. Nobody could do everything. So everybody should get involved one way or another. And we Amen. should uh, only hear Pesaratova. Thank you very much. Amen. Before you cut, just want to say one thing. There was a great orator who once said, let's go and we have to attack Rome. And he gave a beautiful, eloquent speech. And they said, whoa, what a speech. It was unbelievable. So powerful. And then they said, what time is lunch? And then he dozed <laughs> off. The other guy got up. I don't know what he said. These words were powerful. And people got up and they marched on Rome. Let's march on Rome together. Help Kazakh. Join uh, Shastabur. Find out. But get up there and do something. Mir Sashem. You should have a lot of luck. Thanks for listening.